Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Let's get it on 813 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Greg Pancake Hill back at the producer's chair this morning. New dad, everything all right at home? How many times have you texted at home? Well, uh, currently texting at home. Actually, you know who I text more is my mom. She wants a picture every day, which yeah. I'm happy to oblige. That's, That's okay. fine. I get it. Um, but yeah, she she checks in. Literally just texted me five minutes ago. How's Levi? It's good to go. Don't know. I'm at work. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I'm also relaying pictures that my wife sent to me to her, nice. which she could just text her directly. But I'm happy to be the conduit. Yeah, you are. Good to have you back, my friend. Greg Hill, producer of Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric is off for a couple of days. Michelle Richards is in to my right this morning. And I'm Vince Vetrano. We'll take you till 9 o'clock. Yeah, man, those early days of parenthood, right? I told Greg when he walked in this morning, I'm like, I know you're going to miss Levi, and I know you're going to miss Mom, and that's that's all happening. But, like, in some ways, you'll never appreciate being at work more than you will. <laughs> at least there's no crying here. Right, yeah. No diapers to change. Yeah, I mean, as far as we know. Yeah, right. I, I, nor does that fall under my responsibility. Other duties so. as a sign. No, you nope, have yeah. to get on that. Nope, nope, not here. So all happening here on this Thursday morning. I want to talk about this again. We brought it up earlier in the show. President Joe Biden, he's going to be leaving for India today, or is he scheduled to do so, for the G20 summit. But the commander-in-chief seems a little bit confused as to what COVID protocol he will be following. Remember we talked uh, earlier this week about the First Lady, Jill Biden, tested positive for COVID. She is staying, I believe, at the family home in Delaware. So she is not in Washington, but the president was, I guess, quote-unquote, exposed to COVID. That would have been over the weekend. Uh, Again, First Lady testing positive earlier this week. ABC's Karen Travers gets us up to speed. The White House says President Biden will follow CDC guidelines and mask for 10 days after being exposed to COVID. First Lady Jill Biden tested positive on Monday. But it appears the president isn't ready to embrace mask wearing again, telling an audience of union dock workers and shipping industry executives. Explain to the press, I've been tested again today. I'm clear across the board. But they keep telling me because this has to be 10 days or something. I got to keep wearing it, but don't tell them I didn't have it on when I walked in. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. What do you mean they keep telling you? Like, who keeps telling you? And what exactly are we doing here? I'm Look, I'm fine with it. But what is the message here from the president about what we're supposed to do? Are we supposed to follow the CDC guidelines or are we not? What specifically are those? I mean, I certainly acknowledge COVID is still here. I sort of don't want to get it, right? I don't want to get a cold or the flu or anything else either. So, no, I don't want to get COVID. But we're just not doing that stuff anymore. Right. I mean, don't you get the sense of, I mean, obviously COVID fatigue. I mean, COVID fatigue happened like years ago, right? Yeah, right. And and it kind of was off the radar for a long time. I mean, we didn't hear about it. We didn't hear about a lot of cases. And now they're suddenly ramping up again. And maybe we need to start worrying about it. But. Yeah, for the president to not follow the guidelines and say that he should be following the guidelines, maybe that's something he needs to well, reconsider. Right. You know what? To me, that it's just a matter of which is it, right? I mean, and I'm kind of with him on this. Look, I'm not sick. I don't have symptoms. My wife hasn't been with me in days. I'm testing negative. Why, why am I supposed to be wearing a mask? Which is fine if that's how he wants to roll. I think that's how I would roll. Like, Somebody in the, we've had COVIDs in the workplace. We get, we still get the email, which I could do without even two. But if people want to share that information, fine. Get the email. So-and-so said it was okay to share that he or she had COVID. 
If I was near that person, I would take it under advisement. But if I'm not sick, and certainly if I've tested and I'm negative, I don't see a need to be wearing a mask then or doing any sort of other things. I'm just going about it, right? Isn't that where we are? Like spring of 2020, different place than fall of 2023. And I feel like we should all be at the point where we're just, we're doing our thing. And if you want to wear a mask and some folks still wear a mask around the office or other places, I've never been that guy to get up and say, why are you wearing a mask? Like, what's who cares? Great. You want to wear a mask? You feel better about that? That's great. If you don't, I'm fine with that too. If you don't feel well, I hope you don't come to work. If you're sick, I hope you don't come to work or send your kids to school. That's cool. We've always done that with the flu or various other things. I hope that's what it is. If you want to get the COVID booster this fall, get it. If you don't, don't. But like, I just feel like we're so past this. And now to have this contradiction from behavior and message from the president, that's all good. But then I just don't want to hear from up high all the shaming again. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. If you're not going to do it yourselves. What's he going to do at the G20? Is he going to mask there or not? Has it been 10 days? It certainly has not, <laughs> right? So technically, if he were following that protocol, no, it wouldn't be 10 days. Again, I, and if any other world leaders are like, I don't want to mess around with it or I don't want to be, hey, don't put me by, don't put me by the American. I don't want any part of that. That's fine too. You guys do the seating chart however you want. I just stay, it's the mixed messaging that bothers me. And actually, that's sort of a theme for the program because there's another High-level official in Wisconsin who's offering some mixed messaging as well. Like, it's, it can't be do as I say, but not as I do. That's my problem here. So which is it? Are we masking or are we not masking? Pick one and let me know. 818 on Wisconsin's Morning News. How about that cool down in the Storm Team forecast? Was it just a couple of days ago we were talking about the heat index at 100? I'm wearing long sleeves and pants today. Right? You said you might go to the football game in Greendale along yep. with me. Thir- uh, that fr- that'd be Friday night. A lot of high school football games. People are going to be freezing, right? Because we're still in summer mode. Yes, we haven't acclimated yet. So you drop, think about that, a feels like of 100 to a high of 70. That's 30 degrees difference. And then that's the high for Friday. By the time kickoff, you know, the sun's down. Yeah, sunsets, cool. what, at like 7.15, 7.30, something? Fourth quarter, 9 p.m., it's going to be like maybe upper 50s, and then it's going to feel so much colder. Hats Eesh. and gloves. Yeah, heads up to you if you got outdoor plans or what else is in season right now. Soccer, girls tennis, uh, let me see, girls golf. So any of those outdoor things that you got to go see, yeah, going to be bundling up. A couple of quick hitters here before we hit the bottom of the hour. just want to look ahead to the day. It's ribbon-cutting day. We've got a big unveil and a to-do at Potawatomi Casino Hotel. Who's the big winner here tonight at the casino? Huh? Mikey, that's who. Mikey's the big winner. Mikey wins. they got the grand opening of what Pato is calling its, quote, elevated gaming and entertainment offerings. That sounds pretty good, Michelle. Elevated. You know, anytime something is elevated and renovated, I mean, that's not a bad thing. So this includes two new gaming areas, new bar, new restaurant, 300 new slots up on the third floor in the Menominee Valley Casino. They say it's nearly $200 million in renovations. And casino's doing well, so that'll definitely draw some more people in. Mikey wins. Somewhat less sexy here, but a way bigger deal, actually. Officials in Waukesha today, they're not going to flip the switch just yet, but they do have a formal celebration plan to promote the historic change about to take place. What's the big news out of Waukesha? The water. 
So later this month, they'll actually turn it on for the first time. A community outside the Great Lakes Basin will draw its drinking water from that system. Decades in the making, agreements and sign-offs from all sorts of governmental bodies and agencies. And the water from Lake Michigan will start to flow to Waukesha later this month. That's a, Do you remember covering that like in the, yeah, in the early absolutely. days of we were sort of talking about this? Right. And it's not just Wisconsin's decision. Like this goes to every state that touches the Great Lakes. And then the two Canadian provinces mm-hmm. as well, Quebec and Ontario, had their whatever their regional governors or whatever their authority there that had that power had to sign off and approve it, had to fit very specific parameters. One of which is Waukesha does need to, and people have texted in or asked me about it, well, how come they get to take the water out? Because they have to put it back. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the challenges. It's one of the reasons it's super expensive. But any water that they treat there in Waukesha, they'll treat and then put back through a piping system and ultimately into the Root River, which empties back out into Lake Michigan in Racine. So, I mean, huge project, massive undertaking. And they had to do it. They were completely out of water. They didn't have another choice, another source. The aquifer that they draw the drinking water from to this moment in Waukesha was drying up, and then that low level also caused an increase in radium density in the water, so it wasn't good to drink. And right, they they had to find some other way. Uh, Dan Dukniak is the general manager of the Waukesha Water Utility. You probably remember that name. because I remember interviewing Dan about this 10, 15 years ago. He's been there forever. One of the guys who has uh, had this pipe dream, pun intended. Hey, but I tell you. <laughs> and today actually is the party. The mayor's going to be there. So the change comes mid-month, actually, for the water in Waukesha. 827 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Thirty-six on Wisconsin's Morning News. Foodies and probably Vince, too, are furious over a company's latest <laughs> culinary creation. You're just not going to try it. CBS's Monica Ricks. It's the age-old question. Does pineapple belong on pizza? DiGiorno thinks so. And it's released a new pie, not just with pineapples, but pickles, too. The toppings are split right down the middle. And the Internet's divided, too. Some outraged and disgusted. But a lot of people are also curious. So much so that the pies are gone right now online. DiGiorno says it plans to replenish the stock every week. And for now, they're free, at least through the end of the month. The company says the people who want to try it should keep checking its website. Monica Ricks, CBS News. That's funny. So my son worked at Ricardo's over the summer. Great pizza joint in Greendale. And he was on the pizza line. He takes personal offense to pineapple on the pizza. Now, like, I don't, you have whatever you want on your pizza. Put whatever you want in your mouth. Like, I don't care. Like, whatever tastes good to you. Not a fan necessarily. I don't think it's awful, but I don't take offense to it. The boy was like, who ordered? He can't have it. I can't imagine what he thinks of this now. How does he feel about pickles? Right. He generally likes pickles. I don't know that he'd support them being on the pizza. Okay. Is that even it? Like, I'm not, a, but I'm also like a pizza flavored pizza guy. Okay. Like, and I'll do. I'll do your like Mediterranean pizza, like maybe you have a white sauce or you know, mm-hmm. or, a, or a pesto, the garden veggie or something like that. Sure, I'll dabble in that. That's fine. Okay. That's different than like like I don't do like the cheeseburger pizza or the buffalo wings pizza or whatever. Like I want pizza flavored pizza. Okay, and this one I feel like it's okay. So it's just pineapple on one half, and it's just pickles on the other half. What are we doing there? We don't want to combine that. Like let's or let's put some sausage on there or something. Like I just feel like <laughs> it right. needs a, like some meat or or something else. Just not pickles. If that's the exclusive topping. That's it. Yeah. yeah, cheese. I think it has a white sauce. Okay, and just the veggies and fruit. Hey man, if you like it, eight thirty nine on Wisconsin's Morning News.
842 on Wisconsin's Morning News. That was convenient. Get to that in a moment. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the governor and some controversy in the governor's office here in a moment. But I do want to clarify because we I am getting questions about this. I think it's an important point, Michelle. We were talking earlier about Waukesha being the first community ever outside the Great Lakes Basin to be able to draw drinking water from the lake provided they return it to Lake Michigan once it's been treated, and that's part of the agreement. And I got a text here on the old National Bank talk and text line. This is the beginning of the slippery slope. What happens when California, Nevada, Utah want Great Lakes water? Well, they can't have it. As the Great Lakes Compact is drawn up, only a community that straddles another, that straddles the basin, can even apply to take water outside the basin. So that eliminates, obviously, these other states and other places. On top of that... They have to be able to treat the water and return it to Lake Michigan. On top of that, if any one governor of the Great Lakes states or any one of the provincial managers, leaders, I don't know what they call them in Canada, but whoever that official is in Canada, Mm -hmm. Ontario or Quebec, any one of them has veto power. It only takes one that says, nope, not interested. And they can veto any one of these subsequent communities that may in the future apply to take water from the Great Lakes Basin. So in terms of sending this off to the desert and feeding Phoenix or some of these other places, not going to happen under the agreement that we have right now. Not to say that finding water in the future is not going to be a huge problem, but not getting it from us. I think you're absolutely right. I said yesterday, fresh water is the new oil globally. Right. And I'm happy right here in southeast Wisconsin, aren't you? Stay put, yep. Mm -hmm. No hurricanes. Pretty unlucky if you get hit by a tornado. Yeah, we get some snow. It's okay. Right. Can deal with it. I've never seen a tornado, by the way. Lived here my whole life. Right? It's hard to see one here, though. It's not like in Oklahoma, like where they're... Obviously more frequent, but like you can see forever in Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? So if there's a tornado three miles away, you can still see it. Like here, we got trees and all sorts of stuff happening. I'd like to see one, you? I'd like to see one. Yeah, far away from us, though. Sure. Fair enough. Uh, Governor Tony Evers continues to defend his hands-off approach to dealing with his office staffers' personal lives. Kind of sounds okay, but he continues to face questions about conflict of interest, opening up the taxpayers to potential litigation. And the only thing that kind of seems to bother the governor about this is that reporters are asking questions about it. And it really bothers me when local officials or state officials, government officials get bent out of shape over what type of questions are being asked. Because that's the job of the people. Story reported by multiple outlets now. First by the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel's Dan Bice, that the governor's chief of staff, one of the most, if not the most, powerful unelected positions in government, right? This is whom the governor chooses to run his office. Her name is Maggie Gow. She runs the governor's office. She's the gatekeeper to who has access to the governor. She does the hiring and oversees other senior staff in that office. So according to Bice, Maggie Gao is in a relationship with a senior staffer in the governor's office whom she directly supervises. It's a relationship that would be expressly prohibited in many companies who have rules against this In other areas of government, including the state legislature, UW system, they have rules that prohibit these types of relationships when you have a senior level person and a subordinate. I would say most companies have this type of policy. Most. We do. And I just double checked because uh, (laughs) Daphne, our HR manager, was in there talking to Pancake about some because Pancake's just back from his personal leave with young Levi. So I, I just hollered back there. I'm like, hey, do we have a policy against supervisors dating subordinates here at Good Karma Brands? And she reminded me in the updated guidelines, which we were just told to renew that we had read, which I assure you I fully read. <clears throat> she said, yeah, we don't allow it. Or what did you, what, Pancake, what did she say? 
She said it's not encouraged. <laughs> okay, so maybe I better double check the uh, the verbiage on that. But it doesn't apply to me because you know my wife doesn't work here. So, but to your point, Michelle, m- feels like most big companies have policies that address this, and there's not a policy like that in the governor's office. So the concern is for what all of the things that could go wrong with that on the more benign and how does the office function, right? If you and I are working together and I'm dating somebody in the office and I'm getting promoted by that person and you're looking over here saying, I'm working as hard as him, but I'm not in a relationship with somebody. Like, what's the story there? There's issues of favoritism, how things work. Also, if you have a concern with that subordinate, to whom do you report that to? What, the boss who's dating her? That doesn't work either. And then there's the possible litigation, should the relationship end, or if there's anything like that. Credit CBS 58 reporter Emily Fannin. She's the one who caught up with the governor this week. She posted part of her interview on Twitter, or if you prefer, the X feed. Why do you believe your office should have an exclusion for that? Well, first of all, we have to to respect the rights of individuals that we're working with, too. And uh, and so with that, uh, I feel very confident that my work with this small group of people 30 some people it's not like hundreds and hundreds of people that i base my my analysis of what their worth is to the governor's office on their performance not who they're married to who they're not married to or anything and so i think we can get by without a without some sort of uh thing that invades people's privacy it's as simple as that i don't think it's as simple as that Bice reported that people from within the governor's own party are complaining about it. So already it's not as simple as that. Like, it's an issue. It's not an issue that came from the outside. It's an issue that's coming from the inside. Here's what he wrote, quote, A handful of Democrats have spoken to the Journal Sentinel in recent weeks to express their concerns. That Maggie Gao, Evers' powerful chief of staff, is, from all appearances, in a longtime romantic relationship with another senior employee whom she directly supervises. In his interview with Emily Fannin, he continues, it's not your business. I don't think it's necessarily my job, nor is it your job, the media's job, or anybody else on sexual orientation and the like. I believe that performance is what we should be looking at. Sexual orientation, where did that come into the conversation? I was going to ask that. Is that in play here? So, J.S. did not name the other staffer, the subordinate to Gao in the office, though her name has been reported by other outlets. Since I cannot personally confirm that, I won't go with it. And actually, it doesn't even really matter to me, but it's out there. And yes, her name. So maybe that's where the governor is getting concerns. He views this as some sort of an attack on same-sex couples or, or something of that nature. And I've not heard that conversation. And to me, it's not even germane to the point. It's certainly not that that, that bothers me, nor is it even who dates who or who lives with here. I really don't care. My issue here is even... With the, just the governor's flippant attitude towards this and annoyance that he's getting the questions. The CBS 58 on their online article goes on to quote the governor as saying, I know the people that the media are attacking and they are both good workers. I appreciate them being part of the team. I'm not attacking Maggie Gao, not attacking who. And if it's, if it's the person who I think it is, I've had interactions with her and I no problem with her job performance. I have zero attacking on either of these people. My issue is with the governor getting bent out of shape that people are asking him questions. And it is a matter of the people's business if you're exposing the taxpayers to potential litigation. And if people from within your office are complaining about how that office is running, it's showing you're not managing that office properly. That's our business. 
in terms of workplace relationship, I don't, I don't know what you do about that. I, I feel for people who are involved, right? Get another job. I mean, that really, you, you have to leave. One of you has to leave if you want to continue that, right? And most places deal with it that way. If you, quote unquote, self-report, you mm-hmm. go in and uh, I've heard of policies where if you go into HR and say, well, all right, well, me and this person, we're, we're in a relationship. We would like to continue to be in the relationship. What do we do about that? Then we find a way to, is one of you willing to relocate to another office where you direct report to someone else? Mm-hmm. So you break up that, you know, manager subordinate type of relationship. And that's really where it's key. I mean, just, you know, someone over here in this department dating somebody else and on the maintenance floor, whatever. I don't know right. that most offices care about that. But when you have direct report situations, that's where you run into trouble. If the governor doesn't want to change it. He doesn't have to. But he can't be indignant when asked about it. The governor's business is the people's business. And the people have a right to disagree and at the most basic level ask questions about what's going on here. 851 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. How about this cool down? High of 67 degrees. That's the best we can do for you today in our mostly cloudy skies. And low temperatures in the mid to upper 50s overnight. Some clearing inland. Friday looks partly cloudy with a high of 70 degrees. We're at 62 right now in Milwaukee at 854 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Okay. WTMJ now is coming up next. This is usually the part when I talk to Steve and Sandy. But Steve left and Sandy left. So now it's just the Vinny show. What do you want to talk about, Pancake? I don't know. What do you got? What are you doing over there, Sandy Max? Getting ready for a WTMJ oh, now, okay. as Eric what happened just Bill Stead now? would say. Is everything okay? What is everything all Everything's right? good. I had to get something, okay. man. I thought you were you were yakking it up, and I thought, he's got this. Vinny's got this. We're actually going to talk to you in, during our show because you're out... Out and about today. I'm going to be at the uh, Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Waukesha. How come? Because they're celebrating 50 years of their location in Waukesha. Very cool. That's a good accomplishment. So I super love, you know, family-owned companies. I love Wisconsin companies. Great success story. Uh, 50 years ago, they were downtown was the first Blaine's Farm and Fleet location in Waukesha. And then years ago, they moved to where they are now. It's kind of just off the freeway, like southwest of the freeway off of 164. So we'll be out there. What am I? 10, to, 10 till noon? I'm asking you. 10 to noon, <laughs> buddy. I got you 11, 13, 10, 40, oh, and 10, 13. Great. You got that? it, pal. That's what I was chasing down for you. Right. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate uh-huh. this. You yeah. were helping me, and then I, I was made helping you. Feel you. <laughs> what were you doing? Were you helping me? I was trying to help myself. <laughs> I'm trying to get ready for today's show because uh, we're going to talk about a lot of the things that are happening. Oh, I don't know. Potential impeachments and that kind of thing. Presidents of the United States potentially not even being allowed to be on the ballot in some states. Rick Essenberg is going to join us. He's argued cases in front of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. So we're going to get his take on all this stuff. This is big stuff. It's it's mind-boggling. As an observer of politics, these are the things we're talking about. We just had an election. One side says, ah, we're going to impeach that new justice. Before she really even does anything, we're going to impeach her. We've got a former president of the United States, who a lot of people love, a lot of people voted for, who's facing four indictments in four different jurisdictions and maybe more, who yesterday said on the news, I'm going to testify in my own defense. And I'm thinking, man, if I'm a defense attorney working for former President Donald Trump, you are not getting anywhere near a microphone. Fantastic. I can I mean, imagine it, it the would spectacle. be amazing TV, but like the worst defense you well, could yeah, ever Yeah, they already up. prevented the exoneration speech that I was very curious right. about. 
I think what's interesting, too, is our, our constitutions, whether you're talking about the state constitution here in Wisconsin or the U.S. Constitution, these documents, what they mean and what they say, they're going to be tested here in the coming months. Absolutely. So right? here, here's the thing with attorneys that I, I love and people who are, are legal scholars. Well, the Constitution is the Constitution, and the state charter is the state charter. It isn't. It isn't. Right. If, we, if it, it wasn't open to interpretation, we, we wouldn't need these justices. We would all know. Or it's lawyers. That, yeah, or lawyers. <laughs> if it was that simple, we could figure it out. So I always laugh when they say these things because mm-hmm. it's, it's just silly. It's just dumb. Come on. Be better than that. Super three hours just ahead on WTMJ Now. Steve and Sandy are up next.